What is up, everyone, and welcome back to another Slab Stocks live show, episode 113. And today we are here to talk about the card market movement in all the different sports. We are not just covering soccer. I know we've been covering a lot of soccer recently because of the World Cup. We are not just covering baseball because Nate loves baseball. We are doing basketball, baseball, football, soccer, hockey, and Formula One. Uh, there's not any WWE or UFC in here right now today. But if you have any suggestions for us and you're listening on podcasts or on the YouTube live show right now uh, for a future episode, please let us know because we'd love to include some stuff to give you all some shout outs. Uh, very exciting day for today's episode. Yeah, should be a, should be a fun time looking at some of these sales. Yeah, definitely. And, and obviously, there's been, what do you say? And discussing them. Yes, for sure. There's been a lot of uh, market movement for different reasons. You know, players playing well, like Messi and Mbappe. Uh, players playing poorly. Um, we'll see some of those today. Players who aren't playing at all, like Fernando Tatis, we'll talk about. Um, so there's plenty plenty to to talk about and uh, sales to dig into. And uh, we know that not every card is going up in price, just like not every card is going down in price. I think it'll be good to look at today and kind of see what's moving where and why. And hopefully you all can leave today with maybe having a little bit more insight on uh, what those cards are that are moving in the market. What's up, John Sports Cards? How are you doing? Good to see you tonight. And uh, we're going to start today's... <laughs> we're going to start tonight's episode uh, briefly talking about the last thing. It's PWCC weekly auction number 48. So there are some nice uh, under $100 cards there um, that sold last night. And my favorite is Mbappe number 50 from 2021 Immaculate for $84. Uh, that is his third Immaculate card. No, second Immaculate card, um, I want to say. So it's not as, it's not as like first Immaculate card from 2018, but still a nice card. SGC nine under hundred dollars. That seemed, seemed like a nice buy. And Nate, that Boba Shet, so we got a nice deal. I missed that one actually. Dude, that Boba Shet was a nice deal. And considering where he's at on the pantheon of um, offensive shortstops, I expect him to be the next. Uh, whenever he hits free agency, he's going to get paid handsomely. Uh, considering Dansby Swanson got seven years, one hundred seventy-seven mil. Yeah. Also, that that Bryce Harper's number to like seven ninety-nine. Oh, interesting. Refractor has seven ninety nine. That's yeah. a very interesting card. And uh, but that Boba Shet for those of us on podcast, it's a twenty twenty tops chrome variation green re- refractor rookie number up ninety nine. Um, that came out of update or update chrome or like the complete set of something. Probably the probably the complete set, right? Okay, that's why I was thinking. That's why I was thinking. Um, if anyone knows for sure, please let us know in the comments. Uh, Blastoise or LeBron. Pokemon or uh, basketball, all-time great basketball player, take your choice. But they pretty much sold for the same amount last night. A LeBron RPA from Exquisite, number 100, the sideways card. BGS 8 sold for 28000 The first edition, Blastoise PSA 10, sold for $27,600. Uh, it's different different um, markets and obviously uh, you know different buyers in each group, but still still kind of crazy to see the differences there. But it also goes to show you know everyone everyone has their own enjoyments. And uh you know, some people who collect basketball cards probably look at and think that is crazy. Why is someone buying Blastoise instead of LeBron? But remember, the same people buying LeBron is not buying Blastoise. And the same people buying Blastoise are not buying LeBron. Um, so that's how it goes. I just kind of like it because it's like top two player in his sport, NBA history. Top two player in his sport in PGA history. Tiger Woods. And Blastoise. <laughs> no, it is funny. It's, it's good to look at. Um, but I will not knock anyone for going after big items for the collection if they're a huge Pokemon fan, that's for sure. Uh, nice, nice job, Tim. Got Damian Mitchell a lot for cheap. Uh, good to hear. Hope you enjoy that. Uh, light, light the beam. The beam. People. <laughs> You're not at the same time. Uh, so we're going to start off our market discussion today 
talking about this Mickey Mantle that sold this past weekend. So this right here is an SGC5, and it's sold on Golden on Saturday night. Um, no, sorry, Sunday night, I think. I think it's the 18th, or maybe it went into Sunday morning. One of the two nights, Saturday or Sunday, uh, for $180,000 for an SGC5. Now, of all the fives, uh, no matter PSA5 or SGC5, all time, this SGC5 sold for the most. And these, like, they don't, they don't sell like you know once a week. Obviously, the five grades between SGC and PSA, but they sell every few months, so frequent enough to see like the different market movements over time. So the fact that the most expensive five grade ever sold this weekend for one hundred eighty thousand dollars in the current market tells us something big. Um, and everyone knows this theory. We're not ground doing any groundbreaking research here, uh, other than looking at the different sales data, which isn't groundbreaking. I know, but but the the theory that I appeal matters, and sh this shows it more than anything I've probably seen. Um, given that, first of all, this card's extremely well centered, so for 180 grand, but that also matched a sale made for an SGC five from May um, of Mickey oh, wow. Mantle with a similar looking condition card. The other one was even possibly a little bit better. I saw someone say on Instagram in a comment, they thought the other SGC five that I'll show you in a second looked like an act, looked like a seven. Obviously I didn't show the back of the card, so maybe saying the back may have five, but uh, the fact is, is that I appeal matters because you look at this the exact same week in a PSA 6.5 with clearly worse centering. Okay. I understand why it's, why it's valued less. I'm not, you know, saying that there's, that this should be valued the same or, or anything like that. Uh, it should be valued less with worse centering PSA 6.5, $158,400 sold in the exact same weekend. And this is just a difference, I mean, in like what the cards are outside of the centering. Because if I clip a click a couple examples later, there's a 6.5 from SGC. So a whole grade and a half higher back in May that sold for less than the SGC 5 sold for this weekend. So this isn't a, isn't a PSA or SGC grades these things differently necessarily. I'm sure they all grade with their own you know vintage standards and, and expertises because – both companies grade vintage at a high rate, but this 6.5 right here sold for like $23,000 less um, in SGC than the SGC five sold for this weekend. And the other one, the other one was from in May or August, Nate, I think, or does that say May? I can't tell. It's May or August. And it was owned by Mantle at one point, it says. So if we're talking about how much IPO matters, vintage collectors would rather spend $30,000 more to get a very well-centered copy then a grade and a half higher that was once owned by Mantle. I'd much rather have the one owned by Mantle, to be fair. <laughs> to, to be fair, I think I would too. But I'm just trying to show the different comparisons and cards and grades here. And the market really determines uh, the prices on these things, of course, based on the card, which I want to bring up too, because Nate, you made a point last night. He said, hey, a lot of times when I look at cards now, I don't really care about the grade. You know, I'll buy it for, for what the card is at the value it is based on the grade, and I'm happy to have the card. Just like when we bought, we bought the BGS eights last night from Tier One Soccer Autos, um, we got mm -hmm. a really nice deal on the Davies at 120. And I just think that this is obviously a super high end sector that we don't play in, and probably no one watching this stream, or maybe a few people watching the stream do. Um, but it's just interesting to look at. And even the PSA five was 156k um, last May, I believe. So just want to give a little overview of that and uh, show off some of that data. And speaking of SGC, since we're on the topic, as all or most of you know, um, we do run group submissions for SGC. I just want to point out really quick that our next SGC submission is coming up due in hand by December 29th. Uh, Slabsex.com slash grading is the place to go to grade your cards with us. If you ship them to us uh, right now, they'll for sure get to us by the December 29th. It's $18 a card. Uh, they're getting graded in less than five business days right now, and then they get shipped back to us and turned back around to you. So 
I would love to see some people's cards because we, we get a lot of really di cool different stuff every single submission, and it just keeps on getting better and better the variety. All right, now you want to lead us off the basketball here? Yes, sir. Um, so first off, foremost, I went and I looked at some big sales from the Golden Auction that ended this weekend. Um, thought it'd be fun to look at some massive cards. And uh, this ended, and I was actually keyed into this by uh, none other than C-Bless on his Instagram account, so she shout bless. out. But this gold vinyl 101 BGS9 sold for $80,000 December 18th, um, just the other night. And, you know, just looking at it, it's like, that seems kind of low. I don't know if you agree with me, but it's just like 80000 for a top, top, Two mid-tier set, right? Prism and Optic Select being the mid-tier sets, not National Treasures Flawless. That'd be top tier, right? And uh, it seemed low to me, but I couldn't really, you know, I couldn't. There was no other comps of this that I could find. But if you go to the next page. Before you go to the next page. Okay. I yep. want to point out because I think there is something kind of similar to what you're talking about, but maybe you didn't think to look up. So the Contenders Optic. I did see that one. You did see it? I did. But I was like, I don't know what to do, make about optic contenders or contenders optic compared to this. I know it's a lot more expensive. Yeah, so it's two hundred forty grand for a nine five ten. I just want to point out, there's like three times the price. But remember, that was February first, twenty twenty one. That was right in the midst of like the most expensive pricing history for sports cards. Which is, I'm I understand why you left it out. Um, but I just want to point that out really quick. That it, that is quite lower than that card, and this card's better than that, and a better opinion. grade, better grade. Card. But I think that this card's much better. Coming out of optic, but here you go. I'll let you do your thing though. But so the closest comp I could get was this black 101 BGS 9 that sold in February um, for 162,000 compared to 10 months later, the gold vinyl sold, selling for 80,000. Now, I imagine I could be wrong here, um, but I imagine basketball collectors probably prefer the black over the gold vinyl. So that's a great debate, and if anyone's watching live and is a you know huge basketball card collector, um, first of all, we want to make sure we got some basketball information into this live stream since we know we you know we don't cover it all the time, but want to be cognizant of that and get some more basketball card info out there. Um, to me, basketball card collectors are obsessed with with prison blacks, as we know, but there is no there is no gold vinyl or gold power in prism, so it's hard to understand what the exact pricing difference Which is would weird, be because it is for football. It is for football and it is for soccer as well. Um, so to that point, I don't know. But to me, I feel like that the Optic Gold Vinyl Auto 1 of 1 would be more sought after. Do you feel that way? I. Well, okay, it depends. Are they coming over from baseball? Yes. You know? Well, no, I, uh, if they were, then yes. If they're coming over from baseball, they definitely prefer the the Gold gold Vinyl. Um if they're just straight basketball, I feel like they'd still prefer black. That's that's probably true. And so it's so it's so hard to gauge here. What what we can say is it was half the price of the black from February, and we know what the market's done since then. So maybe this is a realistic value considering the black's card letter value is one hundred and three thousand now. And and if this is perceived twenty percent less than the black one of one, then we're at eighty thousand dollars. So it could be spot on. And remember, that's what the market said right now. Either way, to me, that gold vinyl looks so nice. Like, honestly, that looks like such a good card. It does. It really, it really looks good. Imagine pulling that. <laughs> I Imagine mean, I know, I know that. You, you wouldn't be mad about that. I would not. I would not. Never. Um, never mad about any card I pull, unless it's absolutely 
destroyed. Um, <laughs> but uh, imagine pulling that and having that because this is the first sale I can find of this card, right? Mm-hmm. Do we think it was pulled within the last couple months? No, I think it probably changed hands privately a few times. I, I'd find it hard to believe if this card wasn't at least sold once in the last four years. So isn't that just like whew, seeing it at 80000 was probably tough for the person who sold this? Be, because you assume that the, the peak price on auction would for sure sell for more than the Optic Contenders 9.5. In my mind, this is potentially in 2021 early a $400,000 card. Yeah. And, and even if... Either way, whether it's switched hands privately multiple times, the person that's selling this is probably losing money. And if it hasn't switched hands multiple times and it wasn't pulled within the last six months, that would be brutal selling it now and being like, wow, what could I have sold it for in February last year or in October of last uh, 2021 or something like or, that? Or glass half full, man, $80,000. I probably opened a box for like 600 bucks or less. Fair. <laughs> I was trying to throw all perspectives out there. Um, but understandably so, yes, less than it, than it was a year and a half ago. Um, either way, cool card. A couple other big cards that sold. You can see here that uh, BGS 9.5 with a qua- uh, three nine fives and a 9 sold on Golden for 28800 Same card, but different different subgrades. Three nine fives and a 9, but different areas the subgrades were at. Um, sold for forty three thousand two hundred September twenty second. So, and I was I was just gonna say, uh, basketball collectors and RPA collectors often point out how much the patches matter on the cards. Mm-hmm. Something's going down outside. Sorry about that. You keep talking to me at this first. Yeah, that's very loud. Um, and yes, the patch the patch on the Giannis that sold for forty three thousand dollars is significantly nicer. Is it fifteen thousand dollars nicer? If if anybody says it's fifteen thousand dollars nicer, I would like to sell them a timeshare or something. <laughs> I would have to agree with you too. All the patches nice um, and nicer. Fifteen thousand dollars is quite a bit different. Um, I hope that we still have the best record in the NBA after we, do we play tonight. One second. Let's see. Let's uh, we do. We play Pelicans tonight. Yes, our, Ooh. our that'd be exciting be a game. game. Although I will be uh, watching the the Packers game as that'll be broadcasted here, obviously in New York and ESPN. Um, so we'll see what happens there. But uh, I want to point out this one. Let me let me t- rip this quick and you give your take because I saw this in the presentation. And I was like, holy smoke! So we had a 2018 flawless Trey Young logo man raw one of one rookie. Nope, that actually sold a BGS 9.5 on July 11th. The title says BGS 9.5. The picture is just a raw. I don't know why that's a, the case. Is it Either actually way. a BGS 9.5? What do you say? Is it actually? I assume so. Look at it. It says BGS 95. Why is the picture raw? Because there's a chance that there's two different pictures added to the listing and then it just pulled in that one. Oh. I mean, let me look this up quick. I don't want to misspeak. Regardless oh. if it's if it's BGS 95 <laughs> or raw, it's a terrible drop in price. Yeah. If it was raw, it'd be significantly <laughs> worse. Uh by the way, it was a 9.5. I looked at the listing. I'm not sure why the raw the raw card popped up, but it was a 9.5. So for $94,000, July 11, 2021, with this Trey Young non-auto logo man, most recently yesterday, $21,600 minus 71 grand. And we looked at the John Morant that maintained price in the same uh, time frame, 140K to like 144K. 
the Zion dropped. Uh, oh, we didn't see what the Zion sold for before, but the Zion recently sold for thirty-seven thousand, which, by the way, was a mega steal. That was before he went on his crazy stretch. He can stay healthy. That was a crazy steal compared to like this Trey Young at twenty-one-six, John Rant at one-forty-four. But either, anyway, you slice it up. This is this is a big drop. You know what's kind of fun is you look a lot at a lot of cards, and if you can look at them before twenty twenty and after, they're kind of in line with it, and you could just pretend that twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one didn't exist. You can't do that with stuff like this, where the first sale was July eleventh, twenty twenty one. Yeah. So you can only compare it to that, and when you can only compare it to that, yeah. If anyone watching right now has any thoughts on this Trey Young, let us know what your thoughts are. You know, $94,000 obviously last year is a close to peak market pricing, um, which obviously we know wouldn't hold until today. But $21,600, is that is that a smart buy for someone who can afford it? Is it um, just Trey Young, you know, maybe isn't the guy to, to that Hawks run to the Eastern Conference Finals against the Bucks was maybe a little lucky when you don't have to contend with a really good Celtics team. Um, or a Sixers team that didn't have James Harden, not saying the Sixers are going to be great this year. But um, I just feel like that for the Hawks to get back there, Nate, or even close to the championship, it's like nearly impossible. I don't understand what all these noises are. I'm in a hotel and the phone's ringing. That's what I was about to say. Yeah, let, let me go answer it quick. I mean, I don't know. One sec. All right. Well, while he's answering that, we're going to move on. Another big card here, De'Aaron Fox, BGS9. I thought this was interesting because – like uh, Tim Giants fan or Tim San, San Francisco Giants mem, sorry, brought up David Mitchell. He's a he's a Kings fan, and you know he knows how well the Kings are doing, and De'Aaron Fox is doing and leading that team. And yet, December twenty first, twenty twenty, you could have bought this card in a BGS nine, same exact card, three out of five, but BGS nine instead of PSA nine for six thousand seven hundred sixty six dollars. The estimated card ladder value today is three thousand one hundred fifty eight dollars which means that this december 18th psa 9 sale which somebody up uh changed it from a bgs 9 to a psa 9 because the same card sold for four thousand five hundred sixty dollars so regardless of what you think the difference between psa 9 and bgs 9 is card ladder had it valued fourteen hundred dollars under what it sold at so while the price is down from its last sale uh considering what card ladder valued it at pretty healthy sale hey i'm i'm back dude uh, let me ask you this have you ever been in a hotel room that has like a inline phone like i'm not talking about like the hotel room where you like click to call the front desk this is legit like a you know you take the handheld off the desk or off the stand it, it's like a legit phone <laughs> interesting i don't think so morgan stanley just started calling this hotel <laughs> Like it's so random. I don't know. So weird. <laughs> hey, super, but, super off topic. Super off topic. Let's get back to this De'Aaron Fox here real quick because we've got a BG. It's they're both number three out of five. So somebody changed the grade from a BGS nine to a PSA nine. I see that. Car, car, it's obviously down, but card ladder value did it significantly lower than what's sold for. So big win. Big win for this card, or I'd say that this proves. A very good uh, point that not all cards do this because it's hard to know on auction. But the fact that this is a clearly a premium card, having a cool sponsored logo patch like that, a PSA 9 better value grade than a BGS 9, 
uh, can outperform an overall market that includes silver prism PSA tens, red wave PSA tens, whatever you you know want to bring up. Um, so I think this was a good sale for the card being fifteen hundred dollars more than you know the projected value. But remember those those card layer estimate values are based off of De'Aaron Fox index. Um, and and given that at December twenty first, twenty twenty one was one of probably two to three all time highs of like silver prism PSA tens. Uh, it's obviously going to show a way worse value than than what this actually got auctioned, but still a good sale, I think, uh, is, in this type of market. Isn't it crazy how you can get a NTRPA with a patch like that of a player who's having a very good year, and you can find any number of rookie out of ninety nines from this year that sell for more than that? Yeah, it is quite crazy. It's quite crazy. I mean, we, I'm sure we could do a whole stream of different random how, examples like that. How much does Franz Franz uh, Wagner sell for? I was the, he was one of the guys I was thinking of. Um, let's see. Um, give me a second. Thirty-four fifty was the last sale in a PSA eight. Thirty-four fifty in PSA. Okay, so not quite the same price, but you get you, you get the point. I do get I get the point. Yeah. All right, moving on real quick. We've got Shea Gilgis Alexander, and I I guess I should move on real quick. Cause I was gonna say, yeah, we definitely need to speed this up a bit more. Uh, Shea uh, Emerald also out of five BGS nine five has sold multiple times in the last six months. Once on or on August fifteenth. And you can see, I can't see the price because the slide thing is in the way there. Yeah, it's it's like eighty two thousand dollars, I think. And then, um, oh wait, no, I can see the price. I'm an idiot. I couldn't see the eighty seven starting price, fifteen thousand. Current price, eighty seven thousand dollars. Um, just goes to show you that sometimes the bold, which buying this card for fifteen thousand uh, dollars in August would have been very bold, sometimes it pays off. <laughs> Significant off in so. a big way. Monster yeah. payoff. Um, on the on the smaller side of payoffs, but still cool, you could have bought Bull Bull on uh, September twenty first, twenty twenty two, a Prism Silver PSA ten for twenty bucks, and you could be selling it for ninety six dollars today. That's crazy, isn't man? That's like a the kind of like the the Jimmy Garoppolo thing again. Multiple lives, three different yeah, times in the market. On the flip side, we've got a couple of 2020 uh, Prism guys here. LaMelo Ball Hyper, that is down 63% in the last uh, couple months here, two months really. Um, and then Anthony Edwards Blue Wave Prism PSA 9 down significantly, 70% from 308 to 91. So I don't know how much – I know you, you're you're really into reading articles and stuff. I don't know how much you pay attention to like lists like for NBA purposes, but do you see the Ringer's Top 100 Basketball Player list? Mm-mm. So first of all, they left Bobby Porras out of the top 100. They have guys like Kelly Olynyk and John Collins in the back of the top 100, and they're like, "Yeah, John Collins, like he's got double double potential." It's like Bobby Porras is Bobby Porras is doing that every day off yeah. the bench too. <laughs> um, but my point is, my point is, it's not that is that Anthony Edwards and Lamelo Ball were both left out of the top 25 NBA, NBA players, and all like not only left out of the top 25, but I think they're down in like the 40s or something like that. Um, I'm not saying every single card collector obviously reads that list, but I feel like the market trends are kind of like, hey, these guys aren't immediately top 20 guys like people were maybe hoping or expecting to be. Yeah. So like the prices have kind of came back down to reality of like what it takes to wait a couple of years for these guys to hit that, which 
I think both are excellent players. I think LaMelo needs to get healthy, obviously, for like a good stretch to have his market come back. But um, I think it's just kind of showing how hyped people can come off sets with the expectations so high right away. And especially, you know, these guys are everybody that invests in these guys, especially these guys came out in 2020, 2021 mm-hmm. at the peak of the card market. Like yeah. there's nowhere to go for these guys considering how hot the card market was. Yeah. And it's yet to be known. So don't like spend much money if you, if you can't or don't feel comfortable, but maybe like we look six months or a year from now and these guys turn around their seasons and stuff. And like, this was the, the right point to buy in um, when there is some stability to it. Although we're not really at stability point yet for them, potentially Anthony Edwards might get there here soon, uh, but just watch it. If you're a basketball card collector, I guess is what I'm trying to say. All right, moving on to soccer. I'll be pretty quick here because everyone uh, we talked about last night a little bit, this, the the World Cup final. I don't need to recap the game for everyone. Amazing game. Uh, messy cards. Since yesterday morning, 1,360 different messy cards. That is a huge number. And that may have shifted since the last time you looked this, this yeah. up. I looked this up at like 2 o'clock Eastern time today. It'll or be 1,400. Like yeah, so 1,360 d- different messy cards sold since yesterday. Of course, a lot of people were probably planning on their auctions then on Sunday night of the uh, World Cup final. So it's not a massive surprise to see that many sell. But the biggest of them was a $14,400 gold refractor number out 50 PSA 10 sale last night in the weekly auction of PWCC. Massive sale. Increased over $1,000 in like nine days from this other pop two of this card. Um, increased, not- increased like $7,000 in 10 months or 11 months. I couldn't. Are you sure about that? Yeah, positive. You you remember last time when I was looking, I, I couldn't find any other sale. You're sure you weren't looking at the PSA 6? Because there was a PSA 6 that sold for 7900 on January 20th. Oh, it was. <laughs> Ooh, you know what that means. Yeah, you got to switch something up. <laughs> Good right. I, am, I, am, I am posted yet. <laughs> All good. Um, but uh, Ulian Alvarez, the uh, I one second here. I was going to say young player of the tournament. Yeah, OK, this is garbage. So Enzo Fernandez won young player of the tournament for for Argentina. I don't I don't see it. Uh, he had a great goal against Argentina, but Ulian Alvarez for sure should have won in my mind. Uh, massive, massive stuff against uh, uh, Croatia and, and played a really high energy all yesterday either way i'm looking at 82 different sales since yesterday morning but remember he only has like 2022 prison world cup cards and a couple other like stickers and stuff so the volume is so much lower because there's so many less cards made so 82 sales is cool top sale being this green uh pulsar number dot five from breakaway uh so for 2125 that's a big number um nice sale right there as a raw card Uh, emiliano martinez the goalkeeper who had a fantastic final for Argentina, 47 sales, which is a ton for a keeper since yesterday morning, including this patch auto number of 16 that sold for $270 from 2020 Immaculate. And that sold or that increased three times in price since April. So big moments leads to big increases in a big match like that. And uh, I guess this the slide got deleted out on accident. But I looked up and saw how many cards of uh, Emmy Martinez sold since December 1st. It was like 110. So almost half of them in December happened since yesterday. Nate. Wow. And remember, Prism World Cup released. So probably the first 50 of the month were all those just from people ripping packs and selling them, um, you know, on auction or something like that. So crazy movement there. Killing Mbappe, over 750 sales, probably closer to 1,000 uh, by the time this live stream is happening. 
maybe not closer to a thousand, but at least over 800. Um, and the biggest of them was a BGS 10 pristine 2016 foot rookie for 25 grand. I tried to look it up. No public history on previous auctions for this BGS 10 pristine sticker. 25 grand it sold for last night through the PWCC vault. What's up, Global? How are you doing? How are you doing? Uh, wild movement. Anyone who's watching and wants to chime in, uh, if they were selling Mbappe, if they were selling Messi last night, were you running auctions? Did you buy some stuff? Were you super hyped up about Messi winning or super hyped up, hyped up about Mbappe's hat trick um, and that he's now going to very likely break the World Cup goal-scoring record next tournament? Uh, let us know what you were doing uh, in the chat, if, if you were doing anything. If you're sitting there and enjoying the match, enjoying tonight's stream, uh, all good. But I'm just curious if anyone has any uh, experience. And here's some messy trends. So $550 for that blue wave of 199 that Nate pointed out last night. In the last 10 days, that increased like some 200% or something like that. Or, mm-hmm. or something that's like $150 card just 10 days ago. And then we, we were talking last night about the 2022 World Cup cards versus the 2018. And I want to look at the Silver Prisms, PSA 10s. But those are moving to $350 for the Prism Silver PSA 10 up 132% in 10 days. Um, technically, spending money on the new 2022 stuff would have been smarter 10 days ago. But um you know the 2018 stuff is moving as well and i wanted to mention really quick there's been over two or over 500 different 2022 prism not 2022 or 500 different prism cards of messi sell since yesterday which means that almost half of them or maybe 30 percent of them 33 percent of them were prism cards nate wow yeah so not not, not from a not from 2022 though just any no, year but- 2014, 18, and 2022, but still a third of them being one set. The real question is how many of them were Merlin? That's uh, possible, yeah. but actually, Prism, when you spell it with Merlin, you spell it with an S. So, unless someone's. Oh, but, yeah. Nope, just kidding. Hey, guess who subtracted out tops from that search? Good choice. <laughs> Definitely. Um, and for some cheaper cards, so his raw silver sold for 50 bucks six days ago. Multiple were selling for 125 yesterday. And 150. So that that is a price that I would say sell at. Um, those are going to go down pretty quickly, probably if they're 50 dollars six days ago. So sell if you got them. Um, and then a PSA nine purple of 199 sold for 1300 on December 18th yesterday. The raw sold for 265 a week ago. No, sorry, 13 days ago. You know what? You know what I'm kind of salty about? What? So in my case, I ripped. I pulled a purple Ronaldo. I pulled a blue Neymar. I pulled a red Mbappe. But the guy I managed to not pull any of, Messi. <laughs> no Messi. I pulled a silver Messi. I've not pulled a color. No, maybe I pulled a red Messi, I think. I pulled one color Messi. And then the last thing here for soccer before we get on to, I believe it's football, uh, Holland's PSA 9s. Nate did a great job and is actually going to highlight this tomorrow in the Daily Slab, so I won't spoil all of it. Um, either way, my point here is that you want to look at his mark and see how it's doing since the uh, since the, the World Cup was going. And this is just one card, remember, but you know, down 39% on a PSA 9 Sapphire rookie, as people expected. You know, no games for Holland. Some cards go down in value. We'll see what happens when the Premier League comes back. And I guess I did spoil it all in about a 10 second sentence right there. <laughs> shame, shame. I know your name. <laughs> all right, moving on to the other football, the one that has the Packers and the uh Rams playing tonight, um, but we had again showcasing some big sales from the uh, golden auction this last weekend, and uh, this is uh, a little bit of a shocker. Ten ten, <clears throat> quote unquote eBay one of one right there. 
Uh, BGS nine gold from 2019 selling for 4,500 bucks just three days earlier on the PWCC premier auction, a PSA nine. I get it. It's not a BGS nine. It's a PSA nine sold for $1,500 more. Same card, not the 1010. So not a Jersey number or anything like that. 1500 bucks more PSA nine compared to BGS nine. I mean, it's impossible to have a Jersey number for the 12 or 10. I uh, I know. (laughs) <laughs> I know. You, sometimes it's like, well, why is that card so much more? Oh, jersey number. Okay. You can't have that. So, like, realistically, like, the best you can do is, like, people love the 10 out of 10 thing, right? That's why yeah. they put it on there. And it's still sold for $1,500 less than the PSA 9 did three days early. Crazy. Wild. Uh, baseball Brownie. Hello, guys. I watched the best World Cup game in my lifetime, and I like both Mbappe and Messi. Congrats to Messi for his final accomplishment on his resume. Bring on 2026 in USA and baseball brownie. I could not be more excited for 2026 World Cup, and I definitely want to attend a match and figure out how to do so. Um, crazy, crazy, crazy. Watch Messi and Argentina be back in 2026. Well, Messi has said that that going into it is going to be his last World Cup uh, appearance. However, he wins Copa America 2024. Who's to say he doesn't go for the the quad? That would be four tournaments in a row winning the final. That'd be insane. That would be. That would just also, be crazy. I mean, these guys always say that, and then Tom Brady retires and unretires within like a month. So yeah, and and I don't know if you knew this at one point, and I'm pretty sure this is fact. If I'm wrong, someone correct me. Maybe baseball brownie. Um, I think Messi retired from international play after 2016, um, and then came back out of retirement. I think based on the manager change, but I don't know if that is fact or not. Um, so like Nate said. Guys switched up their mind. And, all the and of course, you know, he could look like Ronaldo has looked uh, and as he gets he, older. But And he might want to – you know, he, he'll find out pretty quickly in 2024 Copa America if it's going to be worth, you know, the next two years to try to play in the World Cup. But if you did see what Ronaldo, you know, happened with him, maybe it's like a legacy protector. But it's also – it would be a sixth World Cup, and Ronaldo was in five. Just the age difference, two-year age difference between them is unfortunate for Ronaldo to not get that World Cup at 35 or 36 versus 38. Um but we'll see. Yep. Um, Josh Allen, black. So what's weird is this is black, not emerald, like uh, yeah. NBA. Um, threw me off when I was looking it up. Like I just saw five out of five, and I went to look up emerald Josh Allen, and nothing was popping up. And I'm like, what? I have to go back and look closer. But this PSA 8 sold $99,000 on Golden uh, July 16th. Same card, same exact card. 66,000 December 18th. So, you know, five months later, um, just about five months and two days, it sold for 33,000 less dollars. And what do we learn about this? The market is going down. <laughs> well, I mean, I think that's kind of obvious, but I was going to point out selling before the season begins, even if players have a good to moderate season, um, is, is a better choice in most cases. Now, you could miss out on the Shea Gilgis-Alexander movement. That might be something you miss. But mm-hmm. remember, that's maybe, what, one in every 30 players or less? Yeah. One in every 50? Um, and also, I would say there's a time where there were certain cards that were going up quicker in price than others. And Na- National Treasures RPAs are probably one of them. And then... <laughs> the last big card uh, that I wanted to talk about and... The worst. Um, and the exact same card again. January 8th on Golden, $102,000. December 18th. So 
almost a year later, not quite a year later, a couple weeks less than a year later, 39,600 bucks. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about Justin Herbert, best young quarterback in the game. Um, Everyone wanted him, had to have him. And this is what happened. I got to say, if you were buying that card, you know, back then you were like, this is a risk, but it's also like, I really believe in the talent. Their team is eight and six now, I believe, after the win against Tennessee. It's not like he's done anything to be like, destroy his value that much. And yet here we are. And this is a Prism Gold Vinyl uh, Auto number out of five, BGS 9.5. And the interesting thing about this card is that the black one of one of those cards sold in the BGS 9 on the PWCC premiere um, about a week ago or less than a week ago okay. and sold for, um, it was $132,000, which is just barely more than what the out of five one sold for. Um, and, and I guess that this, once again, you know, proves the point that buying up the young guys, while it seems, you know, sometimes it works out really well, other times it cannot. Um, now, if you weren't the one that bought for $102,000, you bought for thirty nine thousand dollars. I'm not going to say that right now. Yeah, I'm not going to say you're going to make money at some point, but that's you got to be at least be a little bit happy with that. You know, like that's the lowest that's ever been. It's just, it's just one of those things where I think we're all seeing, and I think we've all known, but now we're all seeing that all of these young guys were just completely overvalued, drastically so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I kind of like what you brought. Up. Uh, maybe you brought up last night, or I did, but it's like four years ago. You know, you could buy in a good young player for pretty affordable dollars. Um, as soon as 2018, when the cards were releasing, not really come 2019 or 2020, but as soon as 2018, when the cards were releasing, and I think we're going to get back to that pretty soon where it does provide a lot less risk for people. I think it's going to help um, bring out more sustainability in the hobby, in my mind. Now, um, let's see those wax prices go down with it. And right. And I think, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, we haven't seen that drop. And I will say, you know, Panini really needs to start dropping their prices on their own website. But secondary market prices, I have definitely been dropping a bit on, on wax. So there's just no question. I just want to see like $50 boxes again. I want to go walk into a shop and be able to buy a $50 box of something that's decent, not tops big league. You, you, you definitely need to understand that uh, that the inflation in general won't let us get back to $50 boxes, just like how, you oh, know, because like, oh, you never know. You never, well, know. I'm just saying, like, with the manufacturing costs and all the different distribution costs and all that stuff now, not distribution for sports cards, I like, like distributors. I'm not talking about that. Um, but I just think that it, it's, I'm not saying we're not that we won't see lower prices. Um, my thoughts is, is that they will still be a little bit more than before if we, even if we do see lower. Okay, prices. that's fine. But, I want my tops flagship boxes to be under a hundred bucks and by a decent margin. <laughs> we'll see. We'll have to watch. We'll be on, we'll be on flagship alert and we'll, we'll alert when, when Nate's happy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Justin right. Jefferson. I'm going to yeah. take this one. Justin Jefferson, Ooh. NTRPA raw. I double checked. I double checked. Cause we can see a rise like this in a couple three months. You know, you say, Oh, it was one patch, a logo patch. $1,000 to 2500 No, they're basically the exact same patch. $1,000 to $2,500 on raw RPF 99. Dude's bowling out. It's tough if you're buying Jamar Chase versus Justin Jefferson at the same time because Chase stuff, Chase stuff basically looks inverted of this um, going down from like $4,000 RPF. Of course, he got injured and Justin Jefferson didn't. Right? Yeah, that, so that helps. That helps too. Um, or helps Jefferson's case. 
And uh, it's just crazy. I mean, the guy, he's obviously very good. I'm sure he's going to break Vikings career records if they lock him up because Randy Moss was on the move. Last year, I wasn't ready to say Devontae Adams or Jefferson was better than Devontae Adams, which I don't think he was last year. The difference a year makes. There's no doubt. Even if the Packers still had Devontae Adams on their team, there's no doubt that Justin Jefferson was the best wide receiver in the NFL. And I'm not, I'm, I know you just said that, but I'll say the difference that Derek Carr makes too in the Raiders. Versus Aaron Rodgers. True. But still, I don't think healthy Devontae Adams will be putting up the numbers that Justin Jefferson is this year. Yep. Um, 2021 Prism Silver, Zach Wilson. I realize that you're probably going to speak about this, but 71% drop. Big drop. Uh, there's not much to speak on. <laughs> we all know why he got benched, and we see the drop in price. Just the risk of buying in to young quarterbacks like every other young player we've seen on this list. Mm-hmm. However, he did uh... – he did start on Sunday and lost by three points um, to the Lions. So he actually didn't. Ooh, that's that's respectable considering the Lions started one and six and are now seven and seven. Yeah. So he uh, he had like one interception, which was a terrible throw. But other than that, it looked like his stat line was okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, at least he got back on the field. Mike Whale will probably be cleared. I'm assuming for next week, and we'll see if Zach Wilson hits the bench again, which is possible. And Magic did get a Justin Jefferson SGC ten field level silver. They agree with us, and I uh, hope you good luck on the uh, on the sale. I mean, good time to sell for sure. Yeah, magic. And then and then we've got Kyler. Obviously, disappointing season from him stat wise. Disappointing season from the team record wise. And uh, now with an ACL injury, that's going to keep him out for a chunk of next year. Also, um, prices are sliding, and you can see that now. This was probably a little bit before the ACL injury, but imagine what it would be post ACL injury now. From four thousand, just disappointing season, with no ACL injury, down to twelve sixty eight. The next one to sell with the ACL injury in play. I am curious to see where it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, I want Brandon coming from Needham, Needham, got him, got him. Am I the only one who has little interest in parallels of players that have a million cards on the market? Even that Brady Gold does nothing for me. You are not the only one. Um, Nate is definitely that boat, and so am I. Um, there's definitely. And I was going to bring this up about the Anthony Edwards blue wave. That's like a T-Mall card. There's just so much product that was going to put it out there between 2820 and even now in some cases. We're going to find out very fast which parallels and cards do not matter and which ones are overvalued. And I think we're already seeing that with like that Edwards Blue Wave. Yeah, I didn't care about – like the two two of those, he brings up the Tom Brady. It does nothing for me either, but I know people love their goals. Mm-hmm. So I bring it up. I brought up the uh, Anthony Edwards because it was kind of in a similar vein of the hyper yeah. um, Lamelo I had highlighted, where it's non-numbered but different than a silver or a base. Yeah, got you. All right, onto some hockey. Onto some hockey. So points leaders in the NHL this season. I gotta say, like man, Connor McDavid, he's crazy. He's good. crazy good. Sixty-two points already on the season. Um, the Who in the game- wide world is Jason Roberts. So you you say that, but we've spoken about Jason Robertson before. Even your no, you didn't. You, t- you spoke about Tage Thompson. Yes. Jason Robertson is the guy that I posted the graph on. Man, he went crazy. He went crazy. I think I texted you on him for sure. He had like that. Yeah, I did. I said in in November he had twenty six points in the month. Thompson. He had like. No, I for sure sent you a text <laughs> to him. He's the biggest hockey trender this entire season. Um, I actually have his graph up first. I think and I'll show it. But uh, Connor McDavid's leading and. We've played – oh, come on. Show me the stats. I need Google just show me the stats. It was like 40-some games so far. Um, 
32 games. Only 32 games. He's got 62 points. 62 points in 38 games, which is crazy. Best player in the age. 32 games, not 38. Uh, Leon Drysdale, his teammate. Does it help that Drysdale is right there with him? Like, is he just getting a ton of goals because Drysdale's giving him a ton of assists? Or Drysdale, not Drysdale. Whatever. <laughs> um, I can't comment on the sharing of points between the two of them, but anytime you play with another really darn good player, you elevate each other. So um, I think both are super talented and there's no reason to try to discount them for playing together. It's just, they're, they're loaded on offense and the attack. We talked about that in previous episodes and Tage Thompson and Jason Robertson are the two biggest, uh, not really out of nowhere for Jason Robinson, but Tage Thompson, definitely a huge season. And then goals, McDavid's got 28 also. So it's not like he's just racking up like 50 assists. He's scoring a ton of goals. You know, 50 assists would be insane. He's got 28 goals in the NHL. Um, so big, big. And, you know, and so was Tage the guy that had five in a game? Yes, Tage had five, four and four in the first period. Yeah. Uh, Robertson's Young Guns PSA 10. I posted on this one probably like uh, three weeks ago. Uh, increased from $200 before the season starting all the way up to 700 at the height. Uh, I think that we posted on it was probably at like 400, 425 and pointed out that the PSA population of this card, I feel like is for sure going to increase because there was like three times mob, uh, Alexi or Alexis Lafreniere, who's in the same uh, series as Jason Robertson for Young Guns. Uh, there was many more PSA tens of him because his cards were always more sought after, not Robertson's are. So I do feel like that more supplies going to find its way into the market. So I wasn't surprised if this does drop down to like, you know, four hundred dollars again. I mean, I honestly didn't think I'd get seven hundred, and it did. So that's crazy. Dude, um, if you would have told me before the season that this dude's PSA ten young guns was going for two twenty five, I'd have been flabbergasted. <laughs> See, but you Maybe don't know because I didn't know what he wa- who he was. But like, usually, I feel like I've heard of like the top hockey talents where I can like be like, yeah, that makes sense that it's that expensive. Having never heard of this guy, and also between you and me, pretty boring name. Um. I it would just been like, what in the world? What am I missing here? You, you mean his name isn't Connor McDavid or Leon Drysdale, two fun names? Yeah. Um, he is 20, 23 years old, Nate. He was a second-round pick in 2017, so he, it took him a while to get into the NHL from when he was drafted. Um, but he's still only 23. He's from Michigan, so he is an American, oh. uh, which does help quite a bit, I'd say. I know Canadians, obviously, are, have most of the, the great players and the big prices, but uh, – that is cool that he's an American and, and hopefully see him playing well for Team USA and everything like that. But he hasn't scored in the last five games. So we know what happens when players are freaking hotter than the, the Earth's core. Um, cool People down. game planning for him too. Yep, exactly. But the prices start to start to drop quite a bit. Um, that is not – you know, he was on like a seven-goal and five-game stretch or like a nine-goal and five-game stretch. Zero goals in five games, very different. Try uh, five oh, goals in one game and then get back to me. <laughs> yeah, he's not Tage Thompson. Um, Alex Ovechkin, PSA 10 Young Guns, you know, 5,200 or 5,500, about up to 6,000. Now, it's been pretty flat over the last three months. However, I got to say, a flat card over the last three months is much better than a card that's down 30% over the last three months. Um, guy's 800th goal, and uh, he needs to play about two to three more seasons and stay on nice pace to pass Gretzky. Now, he's 37 already, but, you know, Yarmy Yager played for forever. Well, in his 40s, actually, I wasn't he like 46. I was gonna say, like, approaching 50, I think 47, um, which is which is crazy. All right, he's 50 right now, and he retired at least a few years ago. Um, yeah, he was like 45 or 46. So, so I mean, Ovechkin, I think he I was think a wannabe Jamie Moyer. Am I right? Who's that? 
you have no idea who Jamie Moyer is. Um, Jamie Moyer was like a pitcher that was just kind of like pretty good to average for most of his career. And then you look up and he's pitching at the age of 49 for the Rockies. That's crazy. That's yeah. nuts. Um, last hockey card here, Connor McDavid. This is the autograph debut threads. Number out of 10, BGS8 with the 10 auto, December 18th, $6,300. Uh, that was just last night, actually. Um, $2,024 for a BGS9 back in 2020 in August. So while that is, um, you know, 2020 prices, it, it, I think it's late enough in 2020 to show like, hey, McDavid's market and the hockey market has come a long way since 2020. While a lot of basketball cards look the opposite, um, this worst grade BGS8 sold for like almost four times the price or yeah, sorry, three times the price that it did back in late 2020. Hey, real quick, I just looked him up. Jamie Moyer, first season, 1986. Last season, 2012. He both he both uh, was old enough to have started before Barry, Barry Bonds and Mark McGuire got their rookie cards and old enough to be pitching after Mike Trout got his rookie card. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, all right, baseball. A little highlight for you. So showing this off just to show you that sometimes – when you sell is very, very, and by what, by sometimes I mean all the time. When you sell is very, very important because you're looking at a BGS 10 black label of a Bowman Chrome Red from 2013 for Aaron Judge that sold for $16,000 December 18th. Now, as BGS 95 sold for 7200 I would expect a BGS 10 black label to sell for significantly more than double. Of what a BGS 9.5 does, but then you see his PSA 9 in October selling for 11000 so you're only getting uh, $5,600 more for the black label than the PSA 9 in October. Um, and it's just one of those things where the person that bought this card, you know, if they held, if they bought it, there's the next slide will show uh, a black label that I'm not 100% sure was paid for. I, I looked into it too. Because seventy thousand dollars just seems ridiculous, mm-hmm. um, but that's right around when the biggest hype was, right? Yes, but it was a probe scene auction where the winning bidder had two hundred reviews, and the person that bid it up significantly from like forty thousand to seventy thousand was a three review bidder. And I think that's pretty fair to say that forty thousand seems like it might be the correct number, um, given what his other cards have done. Yeah. Either way, it still shows a huge drop. Yeah. Either way, it's a it's a, it's a massive drop, and mm-hmm. and so that's why I didn't lead with this one because I led with the you know specifically the PSA nine at eleven thousand in October compared to sixteen thousand for a BGS ten black label today. Like, I mean, five thousand dollars more between that that's insanity. If you'd have sold this card uh, two months ago, even if it's not seventy thousand, forty thousand, so much better. Definitely, I agree. What's going on here with Mike Trout? Um, so I just wanted to highlight. I've been highlighting a lot of cards that were dropping. So I wanted to highlight one card in, in the golden auction that was actually a reasonable price. And that's this Mike Trout PSA 10 Diamond Anniversary that on December 18th sold for 6600 December 10th sold for 6600 December 4th sold for 5880 So just the, you know, the, it was the last three sales. And it was actually reasonable as opposed to... Um, massive massive drops all over the place so that's the only reason i put it in there a little bit of uh, positivity you could say yep i agree 
And then I wanted to I wanted to showcase we've got three different Fernando Tatis cards here because there's always some interesting debate on when is the time to buy Fernando Tatis. Should you buy Fernando Tatis? Would you buy Fernando Tatis because of the PDs and you Which, know I gotta say before going through this, we did buy one Tatis card to get in on the action to see if it bounces back. We did our museum on Cardado. We did. And uh, as you can see here, there's a, starting to be a little bit of movement um, in October, November, December time. This is in November. Uh, X-Factor moving up from 85 to 190. Questionable if, you know, the 190 was the best offer. So you never know on these things, but put it in there anyways. If you want to go to, we'll go through the next two real quick. Um, same thing here with the Tatis. Uh, Tops update, rookie debut, gold up uh, a decent chunk there from 31 to 90 in uh, three months. And then, or a month and a half, I guess. And then the Sapphire here that was uh, in two months up 72% from 326 to 565. I, I added one more, the PSA 10 X oh. factor over the last three months because I just want to check it out. Cause like those raws and that, that PSA 9 look really good. The increase, I'm like, is that really like the market, you know? And it's PSA 10 and 9 of this X factor. It's like flat right now. So I think in some scenarios, you know, you see some cards going up in price. But in general, like I said about Ovechkin, flat market is. Better than a down market, and and it's stable, which I do think. Honestly, I like seeing it flat. Seriously, I I, I do think that people were waiting um, to see when would that kind of bottom come. For now, it's here. I'm not saying there won't be more drops in the early January, but what, Nate, he's out for 40 games come next season? Yeah, he's out for a chunk. I don't know how many exactly, but I think it's going to be back. I think he's out from – April and most of May or a decent chunk of May. So let's see if Neem Neem Gum Gum is right. Tatis without steroids is a 250 and 25 homer. I, I am going to say I I I, uh, I don't disagree with his prediction of Aaron Judge missing four months. Aaron Judge has missed a lot of games. I will disagree with this. I don't think Tatis is using steroids to become a better baseball player. I think it was because he's probably trying to get healthy. Um, is that like Ryan Braun? Like Ryan Braun. And other guys that get popped, and there's guys, there's plenty of guys that come back popped from steroids, and wouldn't you know it, amazing still. David Ortiz was popped for steroids or admitted to steroids or whatever, and then didn't take them and had his best season at age 40. So, like, just because a guy got popped for steroids doesn't mean his numbers are automatically going to go plummeting. And let's see what happens. I think it'd be fun to break that down. And Kendall pointed out, and Nate will talk about this in uh, the Daily Sub they'll release on Wednesday. One of one Mbappe was pulled. Nate will show you which card in two days. Um, but I, I took the picture from the one that he posted on the table, not the one that of him pulling in the car with the thumb and the the leg in the picture. Dude, I don't even know how that how he drove home. <laughs> like I would have been like shaking, nervous. <laughs> Like just absolutely like sweating if I had pulled a one of one Mbappe from a blaster box. I don't know if I could have drove home. I might have to call someone to come drive me home. <laughs> yeah. Uh last thing here, Formula One will end it on. I want to point out a couple sales of some Formula One cards. So PSA 10 Sapphire, Lewis Hamilton in the last three months is down like 44%. It's down a lot more since the beginning of last season. Uh first of all, some of this has to do with just market getting super overhyped and super priced up. I'm in a short amount of time, a lot of buyers at one specific time. And the the overall um, collecting base just is not as big. So the people who, like myself who are who are buying cards, you know, I was chasing much of Pierre Gasly. Um, you take those buyers out the market once they get satisfied and those prices just end up coming down if there's not more, more mouths to feed constantly. And that, I think, is what happened. 
Um, but we'll see. I think that's something that can benefit Formula One is the season getting tighter, hopefully next season. And uh, hopefully the seasons to come, I think the new regulations are going to improve a lot of teams can fight at the top. Yeah, Nick. I would just like to really give give a real quick pat on the back to uh, myself because a lot of times the last couple of years, it was like, not you specifically, you were just Pierre Gasly through and through. Um, but I watched a lot of people like, you know, chase. Oh, F1's hot. I got to chase it. Yeah, this is hot. I got to chase it. UFC's hot. I got to chase it. And you see what these kind of chase things have done since then. Sometimes it's nice to have just stuck with baseball and called it a day and been like, you know what? Maybe you could do some damage chasing these other sports, but also if you just stick to what you know, it's it's just kind of nice to to then when you see the other side, be like, I'm glad I didn't do that. And I and I would say that first off, Formula One's still up a lot from when it started. the The popularity is is astronomically higher than the start of the 2021 season and when the cards released. Um, and I do think that there's going to be long-term excitement about Formula One cards. Um, I do think that that it really needs to have multiple teams fighting at the top. We cannot just have another year of Max Verstappen like winning and, 90% of the races. And more teams. I really yeah. do think that there needs to be more racers. Oh, like, oh, you're saying more than more than 20 drivers on the grid at a time? Yes. We'll see. I mean, I know that Andretti's talking about getting a team, and Ford was throwing their name out there for for potentially being an automaker or a car car maker or engine maker. Really, was I'm what surprised it was. Ford's not in it. Um, yeah, I I can't remember if at one point they they weren't in it or not, but I think it you know gaining getting Audi into the fold as a brand is going to help a lot, and I think um, adding another team would would be big to even have two more drivers and and have another another team in there, more cards, more rookies, and everything like that. Yeah. Now, gold out of fifty PSA eight. Lewis Hamilton wave, uh, not true gold gold wave, eighty one hundred dollars May twenty first. That was definitely su- around the around the superfractor PSA PSA seven that sold for nine hundred thousand uh, dollars. That PSA gold wave out of fifty recently sold yesterday for three thousand four hundred dollars. So it's well over fifty percent drop. Um, nice card too. And then I want to point this one out because this is a personal experience here. So this is a PSA eight numbered out of ten dynasty patch auto of Pierre Gasly. Of course, um, this is. You know, the driver I collect, my favorite driver, my brother's favorite driver, and uh, super happy this move to Alpine. But bought this PSA 8, numbered out of 10, for I think it was fourteen to $1,500 in May. Um, it was maybe in April, actually. It was probably in April or March, now that I think about it. Either way, got it for uh, $1,400 to $1,500. And last night, I did get the one of one also, and that did come in March. So, no, this, this did not come in May. This came in definitely – um, in like in like maybe April, but either way, my point is this: um, out of five, super sick patch. By the way, that is a sick patch, man. Uh, I was able to scoop this for seven hundred twenty-one dollars. I think that says last night. So I spent about fifty percent of the money on the out of five of the same pose with a better patch. It's raw, and the auto does go off the card a bit into the patch. Thanks, Pierre. Um, but. It's a nasty card, and I took the took the advantage of the market dropping a lot to add a sick card to my collection. This completes the rainbow. As now I have the one of one, the out of five, and the out of ten of the smile face, and uh, I'm super pumped about that. This is the first PR card I've bought in quite some time. As actually, this was probably one of the last cards I was looking to buy because I I'm a, I love brick building rainbows. I'm very close to the Mason Mount rainbow as well. It's just as fun for me. I love looking at all the cards and having the chase of trying to find them all. This didn't pop up ever. I think this might have been the first sale of this card ever. Numbered off five. 
um, with the smile face, or at least a public sale. So I couldn't find it. And I got to give a huge shout out to Julian, Slabsacks Julian, because I would not have known about this car if it was not for Julian. He was tracking the peer market, looking at what listings were up. I was not paying attention. I was traveling right now. Ooh. And he sent it to me. And it ended last night. And I was able to get it all thanks to Julian. I never even want to saw it. If I look back at the CL sales history, Nate, and saw it, you car, imagine? And, it, and, and I bet it would have sold for like 550. I bet it would have sold for 550 because my bid did take it over 680 and then, you know, something in that range. Maybe maybe it wouldn't have sold for 721, but uh, I would be very upset. So shout out to Julian. Rainbow complete once I uh, get in my hand. Ayo. Last thing here I want to point out is we are up to 6.02 p.m. Eastern time now. Tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern time, uh, Nate is going to be doing some Merlin. Merlin's coming back, not Prism tomorrow. Pretty excited about that. Nate, Paul, Man, I'm, I was so sick of Prism. <laughs> I'm so happy to get back into some tops uh, soccer. You have no idea. Well, I am not yet sick of Prism because we were doing our last What's Brewing, giving away a box to celebrate the end of the World Cup and a white sparkle pack on, on Wednesday for What's Brewing. Um, hopefully, this time you pull a massive white sparkle. And then uh, on Thursday, Nate's going to be back with some stadium club for the beam team chase. We pulled the angry that messy for someone's X card corner on whatnot. Gold out of 50. So I hope Nate can hit a cool beam team. And this is a TBD, but Pixar is potentially on Friday. It could be bumped uh, to the following week, um, depending on what's going on the rest of the week. But either way, uh, catch us on whatnot this week, 6 p.m. Eastern time. And I uh, appreciate everyone coming. And, uh, and yeah, and, and Needham, Needham, Gum, Gum did say, uh, Nate, more than 20 drivers is going to be difficult. It's hard to pass cars as it is. Well, I don't know anything about the actual driving of Formula One, um, specifically, thinking, specifically thinking cards here. Like a couple extra drivers a year for cards would be nice, I think. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, but I understand from the racing standpoint, as Neem Neem was pointing out. It would be difficult. And, uh, also asked, how do you buy into your brakes? So if you download the WhatNot app, look up Slab Stocks, you'll be able to see our profile. And also if you click the link in the description of this uh, video right now, you can get a $10 free credit when you download the app and create the profile. And then you can join Nate tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Eastern time. Save the bookmark of the stream. And uh, you will be able to join him. Yeah, it's always All good. All right, everyone. Nate, thanks for joining me. Everyone, thanks for joining. And I appreciate everyone tossing some comments tonight. Hopefully you had a nice look at the market over the last, uh, you know, three months-ish. Uh, covered some stuff in the week-to-week as well. And I hope everyone's enjoying collecting cards and has a happy holidays. Uh, this is our last live stream before Christmas. Um, and I hope everyone has a, has a, has a great week. Um, hang out with family and Nate, yourself as well. Yep. You too, Aaron. Thanks, everyone. See you in the next episode.